Welcome back, backpackers, travelers, and expats from all around the world. Today, we're revisiting Thailand. Last episode, we did the islands down in the south, and we were joined by a friend of mine known as Fee. She's going to be rejoining us today as we go up into the north. We're going to visit the capital city, and we're going to go a little bit further up into the country. Let's kick things off with the capital city of Thailand, Bangkok. Very polarizing place in my opinion. When I first went to Bangkok, I didn't really like it to be honest. I went there a second time and I still didn't really like it. It actually takes a lot to understand how Bangkok ticks. It is divided into two different areas. You do have the CBD, which is where most of the expats and all the central business stuff is going on, as opposed to the old city. Now, the old city is home to all the touristy icons. Now, they are absolutely beautiful, and I do recommend checking them out. You've got the Grand Palace out there, Wat Arun, known as the Temple of Dawn, Wat Po, the home of the Golden Reclining Buddha. It is absolutely massive. And you've also got Khao San Road, the famous road where all the party happens and where lots of nights to forget are created. If you're going to stay in the old city, I wouldn't recommend more than two or three days. Get in there, check it out, get the feel for the place. There is amazing food out there. If anyone ever saw the street food Netflix show, Ranjay Phi is sort of a little bit closer to the old city than the central business district. However, I've never been able to get a table there. It's, it's always full. Have you ever eaten there, Fee? No, I've never managed it. Every time I've gone past, like there's always a massive queue outside. And I'm one of those terrible people that when I'm hungry, that's it. Like I'm hungry, let's go eat now. So I don't have the patience to wait for over an hour. Yeah. <laughs> for my face. I'm very much the same. Every time I've gone to try and get a seat at Ranjay Fire, I've always ended up going next door because it was full. The next door is Tipsamai. Now, Tipsamai is the original Pad Thai restaurant. So if you've ever had Pad Thai before, this is the place that you can thank for it. They usually have a little line as well. However, I've been lucky a few times when they haven't had a line. And it is hands down the best Pad Thai I've ever had by an absolute mile. Absolute must try if you're in the area. But if you're not in the area and you're on the other side, or even you don't mind taking a 45-minute tuk-tuk, check out the Rod Fire train markets. But they've got more than food there, right, Fee? Yeah, they've got like a little bit of everything. So you can go down, you can do some shopping. Um, they've got like little bars there. They've got live music. They've got massage places. So it's a great place to kind of go and spend an evening. And they've also, um, in the shopping center next door in the building, you can go up to the top and get like a really good view down on the markets, which is where everyone gets that great Insta shot of all the top of like the little stalls, which looks really cool. Yeah, that's where it gets its nickname, the train markets. Because when you look down from above, it does look like an abundance of train carriages. But all the little kind of food places all specialize in one thing in particular. So there's some great Thai food, but there is also a really good cheese place there. Really great cheese place. They just put cheese on everything and it's amazing. That's enough to bring me there alone. It does get a little bit crowded there, but it is a local crowd. So that is a very good sign for the Rod Fire train markets. So once you're fueled up for the night, prepare yourself for the next day because there is plenty of day trips that you can do out of Bangkok. And there's a couple that I do suggest doing. One of them is actually Fiona's Hidden Gem. Yes, I absolutely love Kanchanaburi. So you can get there in about 90 minutes in a minivan, which would cost you about 200, 300 baht. So a couple of dollars, like not very expensive. It's not as busy as Bangkok, so it's really nice to go and relax. So I used to go and spend weekends up there with some friends. And they've got the beautiful Arawan waterfalls, which you can walk up and you can go swimming in. They've got really nice temples that you can go and check out. 
they've got floating river houses that we've stayed at, which is just like floating rafts, literally on the river, middle of nature, so relaxing. No electricity or anything, you just go and you chill out. And they've got some good nightlife as well down there. They've got good places to go dancing, good live music places. And they have a bar called Ten Bat Bar, where every drink is Ten Bat. I used to go and do shots there and then go into like one of the bars and go dancing for a bit, then come out and do 10 bat shops and then go back and go dancing again. <laughs> that sounds like a backpacker's heaven. That being said, it is a bit of a quieter place. And what draws me to Kanchanaburi is its war history. So I'm a big history buff. So if you are too, it's definitely worth the trek out as well. It's the home of the Death Railway. Now, the Death Railway was constructed during World War II by prisoners of war of the Japanese Empire. And unfortunately, many people perished from all around the Allies' forces. It's worth going out there. You can pay your respects. There's a really lovely cemetery there that you can do it at. There's also a very good museum there that will give you all the information that you need to learn about it. And the Death Railway Bridge is there. It's not the original bridge, but it is the symbol of the Death Railway itself. It's known as the bridge over the River Kwai. It has become a little bit more touristy now, but there is a really nice lady there that does coconut ice cream in coconuts. Very good with a few nuts on top. Go there, pay your respects, and just take in that quieter feel of Kanchanaburi. The other suggestion I do have for day trips is Ayutthaya. Ayutthaya is the imperial capital of Thailand. Many, many centuries ago, it was the biggest empire of Southeast Asia. They dominated the area. However, it was destroyed and left to rubble by the Burmese in 1750. So now you can still walk around and you can see the old imperial city. You can see the ruins. And one of my favorite things is another big reclining Buddha. This big reclining Buddha actually featured as the battleground when you battle Saget in Street Fighter. I think that's a really cool added pop culture bonus for people. Afterwards, you can either head back to Bangkok or it's not a bad spot to take the train up to Chiang Mai. Chiang Mai is going to be our next destination we talk about, but the train itself is worth talking about. That train leaves around about 7pm usually and it will get you into Chiang Mai around about 6.30am. So not only does it save you on a flight from Bangkok to Chiang Mai, it does also save you accommodation. And when it comes to the comfort of it, it's very, very comfortable. A little bit of a rock to sleep every now and then, but it's not enough to wake you up. It's worth the try. I'm one who likes to get around and try different transports in different countries. And if you're going to try a train, the overnight train from Ayutthaya to Chiang Mai is definitely one worth doing. It drops you in what they call the Rose of the North. Chiang Mai, it's very popular among backpackers. It has more of an imperial feel to it, would you say, like with those walls? Yeah, and I think it's like more cultural as well. Like when people come to Thailand and they see Bangkok and it's just so busy and so crazy and not what they think of when they think Thailand because there's just so much always going on. Whereas then you go up to Chiang Mai, which is also a large city, but it's not as busy. There's a lot more cultural things to see, I feel, when you're up in Chiang Mai. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where you'll find the best food as well. Northern food, there's just something about it that is just a little better than the Southern. And the, the reason I say that is one dish in particular, which is khao soy. Probably my favorite Thai food. Soup noodle punch is an absolute flavor hit. If you haven't tried khao soy in Chiang Mai, do it. Let's crack on to some of the nightlife out there, Fee. Uh, Zoe in yellow. Always a good time. Yeah, it's basically one big bar surrounded by lots of little bars and it's where everyone goes to party. So if you are looking to have a drink or you want to socialize, head down to Zoe in Yellow because they'll sort you out. But it does close at midnight. So 
is there somewhere to go? Of course, we've got you sorted there. What do you reckon, Fee? Where are we going? Well, there's always Spicy, which I think every time I've ended up in Spicy, I've always told myself, I'm not going to go to Spicy. I'm not going to go to Spicy. And then I look at my phone, it's five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, why am I in Spicy at five o'clock in the morning? (laughs) Spicy is one of those places that I never try to go to. I always just end up there. I actually try not to go there. I'm not one for big crowds and big club atmosphere, but Spicy has that. But every time I've gone there, despite trying not to, I've had an absolute blast. Yeah. See, I always like to start off at Fat Elvis. Right. And yep. then move on to Zoe and Yellow and then Spicy. So Fat Elvis is a really good place to pre-drink. They also have like a pool table and they do karaoke. So you can get really into your karaoke. You can have some pre-games then head up to Zoe and Yellow and have a dance. And then when they close down, you just follow the snake of people as everybody leaves Zoe and Yellow and all walks together in this giant snake around the corner to get spicy. <laughs> it makes it so much easier when everyone's on the same page. So if you don't know where you're going after Zoe and Yellow, just follow everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great way of putting it. You always leave having had a fantastic night there. Usually a headache in the morning if you've made your way to Spicy after Zoe though, which sucks for the next day because there is so much to do in Chiang Mai. Chiang Mai is the best place to do a cooking class. There are so many around. They'll usually take you to the markets at the start, show you where they buy it, how they buy it, what they use it for, and what the different herbs, the different ingredients, the different vegetables, what they all use and what they all contain and what they contribute to the particular dish. Then they'll take you to their kitchen. Some kitchens are in the city. Some kitchens are further out. Myself and Fee used to go to a cooking class that is out in the country. It's a 40-minute drive out there. It's called Best Thai Cooking School. And it is literally exactly as good as it says. From cooking classes to the things that are a little bit different, the Ladyboy Cabaret show in Chiang Mai is an absolute must. Now, it's a little bit different to what you might be used to from home, but they are absolutely stunning. They put on a fantastic show. There's a lot of pop culture references. I've seen a Thai version of Ariana Grande that I couldn't pick the difference. I've seen a Thai version of Rihanna that I couldn't tell the difference. Even Nicki Minaj came out there at one stage and it's just a fantastic performance. It goes for an hour and it's definitely a more cultural thing to do in Chiang Mai. With that all being done, there's still so much more that you can see. Anything from going up to the temple and seeing Doi Sutep or going out to the King and Queen Stupa out in the jungle there. But one of the things I've never got to do out there, which I really, really would love to, and I've only ever heard great things about, is the sticky waterfall in Chiang Mai. The thing about the sticky waterfall is that you can literally climb up the waterfall. It's a special type of limestone, so they call it the sticky waterfall, but it's like a kind of grip. So when you're climbing up, it's not slidey from the water coming down, so you can actually climb up the waterfall really easily, which makes for some good fun, some great photos, good day out in the water, although it's not really a swimming waterfall. So you're going to get wet climbing up, but you're not going to be kind of neck deep having a swim around in the pools. It's like an anti-gravity gram photo. Exactly. Do it for the gram. Speaking of the gram, I've got a great gram location for you at our next location. We're going to be heading up to the backpacker favorite. It's called Pi. Now, Pi isn't easy to get to. It's about a six-hour drive via van. There's no buses because the roads are too small. They're very windy, so take travel sickness pills if you've got some. It is a backpacker haven. I would say hippie nomad meets Thai culture and great food that's worth every second of the drive because it is absolutely gorgeous up there and you see a whole different side of thailand uh, i absolutely love pie it's one of the best places you can go in thailand 
that real Thai feel as well, like where it's so laid back and chilled out as with the Thai culture. And there's just so many beautiful sights around there. Like you're right in with nature when you get to Pai. Yeah, definitely. Where to stay in Pai tends to be a unanimous decision amongst all backpackers that I've spoken to throughout Thailand. The circus hostel out there is said to be fantastic. They do a bunch of different courses and classes in different activities whether it be from juggling to poi to fire dancing and stuff like that that you can just chill out relax enjoy where you are and just pick up a different skill here or there to have a bit of fun with as well one of the highlights is the bamboo bridge out there through the rice fields um again for the gram it's absolutely stunning and it does give you a look at some of the more rural culture of thailand i think one of the the hottest spots when it comes to tourist attractions is the pie canyon for sunset it is beautiful but Try not to get your hopes up too big. You would have seen some fantastic sunsets, especially if you've been down in the south already. But Pai Canyon, it's often crowded. It's often not the greatest sunset, but it is not bad just to chill out and enjoy that natural side of it. And then once you're done with Pai Canyon, you can go straight back into town and check out the walking street food market there. It is exquisite. They have so many good things on that street market. They do very good gyozas. They do. Um, and they also, there's a, there's a nice pork lady. She does pork with some Thai chili on top. Absolutely amazing. I, uh, funnily enough, they do do, and I wish I had more information on this, but they do do a festival out there. And by festival, I mean like backpacker style music festival. It's kind of like Pi's take on a jungle half moon party style thing. I attended it one day with a group of about 25 of us. It's about a 30 minute to 40 minute drive by Tuk Tuk and they come and pick you up. They'll take you to the festival itself and they'll even bring you back. They'll have Tuk Tuk's running every half an hour or so or until they're full. Uh, and then they head back to town. Prices of the alcohol is cheap. The food, non-existent. And the toilets, a little bit questionable. But for a night out in the jungle out there, um, yeah, I wish I had more information on it because I don't even really remember how it even happened. But that's the beauty of being in Thailand. Sometimes you can just roll with it like that and things just come of the night. Yeah, that's what I love about traveling around in Asia because like literally you just go out when you have like the least expectations. That's when the big things happen and people are so friendly. You just get invited along to everything and you never know where you're going to end up at the end of the night. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And then, as I said, the only way to get out of Pai is to go back down to Chiang Mai. But I'm not exactly finished with the North yet. One last hidden gem that I want for you guys is the White Temple of Chiang Rai. You can make your way up there on a day trip as a part of a Golden Triangle tour, which will take you to the Golden Triangle where Laos meets Thailand and meets Burma. Or you can just go up there yourself and check out the White Temple on its own. The White Temple is very unique. It's not like any other temple I've ever been to. So if you are feeling a little templed out by this stage, this one is very different. It's white, it glistens with the mirrors that bounce off all the ceiling and the wall. And it's got a very interesting take on good and evil as you walk through. All right, so now that we've covered the north, I do have my hidden gem that I haven't spoken about yet. My hidden gem of the whole country of Thailand is a national park called Khao Sok. It's a little bit north of Krabi and Phuket. So it's well south of Bangkok. You can stay in the national park there in many different areas. It's a place where you can stay in tree houses or you can even stay in floating rafts on top of the Chao Lam Lake. You can do day trips out to the lake. You can do safaris, you can do hikes, you can swim. You're literally dumped right off into the middle of nature, like no civilization around. It's so beautiful. It's not easy to get to. You can get there from Surat Thani. It's about a four hour drive. 
or you can get there from Phuket and Krabi, you're looking at about a six hour drive. Either way, it's a hike to get to via bus or via van. But if you can stay there for two nights and just relax, whether it's a, a romantic getaway or just a chill session, just to become one with nature again, definitely check out Khao Sok because I think it's one of the most underrated areas of Thailand by an absolute mile. Definitely worth a visit. Right, so that's all of Thailand pretty much covered, but we haven't covered the time to go. If you're planning on trying to make a festival in Thailand, go no further than April 13 to 15, Songkran. It's a three-day water fight. In my opinion, it's the best festival in the world. I've experienced three Songkrans. You've been there a couple of times, Sweet? I think I've done about five Songkrans now. So depending on how much you want to get into your water fight, it's definitely worth researching where you want to be for it. So there's nowhere in Thailand that you're going to stay dry. You either have to stay inside or leave the country if you want to stay dry. If you go down to the south, they normally celebrate like a proper full-on water fight for about one day. Whereas if you go to Chiang Mai, it lasts for up to a week. So you can really celebrate all over the country. The water is to do with um, washing off everything bad from the previous year. And then they'll put powder on your face to kind of bring you luck and bring you blessings. I remember one year in Kanchanaburi, a friend of mine, a Thai woman, dressed me and some friends up in traditional Thai clothing and stuck us on the back of a truck for us to get attacked with the water, which is a really fun song grand that year. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> it's the Thai version of New Year. So you can understand why the celebrations are so extravagant. And that's why I wanted to finish up on it on this episode, because there is no better time to be in Thailand than during Songkran. All right, so that's pretty much all we can cover in terms of Thailand to keep it simple. But Fee, I won't let you go without telling me a little bit about your favorite backpacking experience. I think in general, like the last maybe 10 years of my life has been solid backpacking. So it's really difficult to kind of narrow down stories, but all the people I've met have kind of made the experiences. I mean, I remember last year going to Egypt they lost my suitcase for a week, so I had to dress in your clothes for several days. <laughs> very, very true story. Um, <laughs> yes. But it's always the stories where at the time you kind of freak out and you panic and you go, what is happening? That once you kind of have time to look back are actually the funniest stories. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. The, the image of you cruising around and looking better in my pants and singlets, uh, it's... <laughs> very much still in my hat. head. I have the purple hat to really top it off. It has to be purple. <laughs> Could it be uh, any other color? No, absolutely not. All right, one last call. For the future, when COVID is gone, what is the top three things to be done on Fiona's bucket list? Top of my bucket list is New Zealand. I really want to go and just kind of get a camper van and go around like the North and the South Islands. Number two would be Peru. I really want to go and do Machu Picchu. Go and see the llamas. Go and see the llamas of Machu Picchu, yeah. I was actually supposed to be there. A couple of weeks ago, I was supposed to be there. <laughs> um, and Africa is really high on my list at the moment as well. I really want to kind of go to like Zimbabwe and Kenya and kind of around there, see some of the African countries I've not had a chance to visit yet. That's, uh, that's my plan for the next whenever this virus leaves <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's it isn't it i suppose we're all in the dark when it comes to that but yeah uh for everyone out there i hope our little session has helped you guys with thailand i want to thank you for coming on to itchy feet fee and enjoy new zealand peru and the african safaris and hopefully i'll see you somewhere else in the world 
That sounds good. Thanks for having me. You are most welcome. And to all you travelers out there, thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed our insight, please subscribe to the podcast and head over to nomadcoops.com. Click on the link to Itchy Feet Podcast and tell us a little bit about your journey. If you've got any questions or anything you could suggest for anyone else, feel free to leave any comments and join us next week on Itchy Feet.